What's up, everybody? Welcome to the election fraud special. Of- <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's having election specials. We got to have an election fraud special of uh, the Odier podcast. Um, can, you, yeah, can you imagine it's, it's January and we're still having election fraud? <laughs> <laughs> this is ridiculous. Jesus Christ. Well, he's anyway, taken sorry. it to the grave, but um, that's just a fact. Yeah, he's, well, let's, let's hopefully that grave part happens soon. Oh, oh boy! Oh man! Here, <laughs> can I can I tell you the bit? Since I already punctured the chance at doing the bit, can I tell you the bit I wanted to start the podcast on? Oh, still do What's it. <laughs> yeah. Well, we there is something we all need to talk about as Americans, and I think it's really kind of essential to just discourse right now that we have this discussion. Did you guys know that they now have male models on the Prices Right? <laughs> is Whoa, that right? Really? That's the bit <laughs> to just lead, but they do. Did you know that? Well, That's you know what weird. makes that it kind of makes sense because, like, who watches that show besides old ladies? That's true. That's what I like. Yeah, who, who are the hot models for? Like Drew Carey to look at? Like, <laughs> I feel like it should be. It should have been men this whole time. <laughs> I feel like Bob Barker dodged a bullet in the Me Too situation by now. <laughs> there was like a there was like twenty you know hot models that were on that show, and he was at eighty five for a good forty years. So. <laughs> you know, I couldn't agree more. When I saw it, I was like, "Oh, they kind of you are right." Like old women watched the show. The guy they had was. So, because my mom and I watched an episode of The Price Is Right uh, yesterday, and mm-hmm. uh, hadn't watched the show, and you know, uh, you know, I'm not caught up on the episodes, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, they had a male model, and it for, first off, you could tell it was a pandemic stripped down edition, because usually there's like what there's like probably like six models, seven, eight models, and yeah. usually there's like two per display. In this version of it, they had uh, two models, one male, one female, and they were just doing every gig. So they they were basically like they were like the people that survived the pandemic. Like they were the employees that stayed <laughs> despite the uh, prices right layoffs. Yeah, I love that the people at the prices right are like, dude, like we have to get back to work. This is this is the time. Like people are at home, they need to watch The Price Is Right. I I think they should reboot reboot that show and have every guest be a billionaire, and then they have to guess how much like a can of soup costs. <laughs> <laughs> like that would be so great. It's like Elon Musk, it's Jeff Bezos, and and Bill Gates, and you're like, hey, Bill Gates. How much does this watermelon cost? Fifty-four dollars. <laughs> yeah, he's like, it's got to be a hundred and twenty-three dollars. Yeah, just a can of Hunt's tomato sauce. <laughs> ninety-nine was a sixty-two dollars. Yeah, sounds about right. That's hysterical, dude. That would be endlessly more entertaining than someone being off by you know a dollar or so. Yeah, it's so funny. Like when I, you have the audience, and they're like they're reacting to the things. So like Elon Musk, <laughs> how much does this uh, Scotch tape cost? I don't know, twenty bucks. And everybody's like, and they're still dressed up as like sailors and shit for no reason. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's just Elon Musk dressed up as like a fucking 
ship captain. <laughs> oh my so, god! Dude. He goes like, they're like, uh, so uh, Elon, uh, Bill Gates, how much does this banana cost? And he's like, uh, five dollars. The crowd's like, oh, rah, rah. he looks at the crowd like nervous and like, uh, 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 seven, seven. <laughs> 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 It would be really funny also to be like, Bill Gates, how much does this HP computer cost? <laughs> like that has your operating software on it. That's, he's probably uh, never like, uh, he's never had to pay for a computer ever. Ever. Yeah, no. not since like the eighties. Yeah, not since the eighties, I guess, but like since then they just give him um I was rewatching the Sopranos and I was, there was a scene with Ben Kingsley plays Ben Kingsley <laughs> and uh, it goes to one of those Hollywood parties where they just like, they basically just like have a room and they escort you into this room. And then there's like these booths set up by With companies. like naked children or, oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, there's booths set they, up. Booths set up and they just like, oh, here's an iPad. Here's a, here's some, you know, cologne. Here's some free stuff. It's just, oh yeah. All it's like the, stuff. uh, when you're at an Oscars, you get yeah. the gift bag, the gift bag, but yeah, they're, just... yeah, but their gift bag, usually like your swag bag is what it's like a Frisbee. It's like, you know, sun, these yeah. like little plastic sunglasses, mm-hmm. but and for a celebrity, it's like an iPad. It's an iPad. Yeah. Which yeah. they <laughs> don't, they've already gotten 14. Yeah. They don't. If, yeah. If you were, uh, like, somebody kind of on the periphery but still able to go to those shows i don't want (laughs) to i don't want to single anybody out i have a name but i don't want to like topher grace (laughs) yeah maybe i was gonna say rob schneider but like if you're (laughs) like if you're rob schneider and you're with adam sandler and they like you can um not that he needs the money probably but you can get those bags and then just sell all the shit on ebay like if you were really just kind of smart about it yeah, yeah, you could literally s- s- autograph the screen of the iPad and be like, who wants an Adam Sandler autographed iPad? <laughs> yeah, really? <laughs> That's like, like dude, Christmas- you, writ on, you wrote on the screen. I can't even read it. I'll still buy it, though. Fuck. Dude, if I was that, I would just go there like on in November, just get a bunch of bags and then that's Christmas. That's all my Christmas shopping. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> I got called. Be- so sorry. Can I... <laughs> Chris yeah, go would ahead. just be going up to celebrities going, hey, man, can I just have your swag bag? <laughs> <laughs> like, he wouldn't be shaking hands or trying to just enjoy the moment. He would just have him be walking out with, like, 15. I've, I've heard that celebrities are, like, notoriously, some of them are just cheap because they don't ever have to buy anything. Yeah. Like, they like it wouldn't really, like, if you were like, can I have the swag bag because you could just go buy an iPad. They're like, no. I, this is, like... You know what I mean? Like, it's almost like the Price is Right thing. They're so, like, not used to money being an issue that they don't, yeah. they never have to, like, do the math in their head of how much something costs. So, like, sometimes, like, I've heard that celebrities, some of them are bad at tipping and, like, things like that because, yeah. like, money is just no object to them and they don't, they don't know good or bad what's good. Right. Um, uh, so, I wonder, like, how territorial they would be over their swag bags. It's weird that tipping to hear that because you're like, were, weren't some like, weren't you at one point at a stage where like money did have that effect? Like, 
Yeah. If you're an actor, weren't you waiting tables at some point? Like it really. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guess, I guess know. it's probably like groups of people who may have been like ch- child actors or, you know like what Jayden, I mean? Like Jaden Pinkett Smith or what's it? Jaden. Yeah. Smith. Yeah. Jaden yeah. Pinkett Smith. <laughs> that should be his name. <laughs> yeah. It's not bad. Like you might as well. Um, um I remember yeah, like if story. I was if I was Jerry Seinfeld, I would just always tip a thousand dollars, even if I had a cup of coffee, because <laughs> it wouldn't to. matter. It, you could make someone's week, and it wouldn't matter to you at all. It's inconsequential to the money you have. I heard uh, two things. I heard Howard Stern talk about that one time. He was like, "I just have like I always get the check. I always have to get the check. It doesn't matter, and uh, like I always have to tip well because if I don't, it's going to be in the fucking paper." And yeah. uh, two, um, I remember hearing a story of Louis C.K. pre <laughs> pre Louis C.K. Um, uh, he was at a comedy festival in like Aspen or something like that, and uh, he, for whatever reason, he's with Matthew Perry. They're at a table yeah. having drinks or something like that, and then so the waitress comes over and uh, gives him the bill. So he gives her a twenty for a tip and uh matthew perry in front of the waitress goes like whoa whoa, whoa, that's too much (laughs) and he's like uh that's fine man i'm like i'm a comedian i've been getting free drinks for my whole life you pass it on to the waste app and he's like no 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 no." and then the waitress is like he can tip me whatever he wants (laughs) yeah (laughs) this guy's like friends money friends money is saying no like fighting over a 20 dollar tip that's hilarious. Yeah. They were getting a million dollars. I think their salaries were legitimately like every one of them was like, all right, you just get a million dollars an episode. An episode. Yeah. yeah. For the last season, which every season of a network sitcom is like 22 episodes. So that's easily $22 million. <laughs> that's just so funny. Oh, man. I don't know where that, uh, you know, I hope to be that Matthew Perry one day. <laughs> but the funny thing is it's somebody else's money like that's, that's, yeah that's the crazy thing it's like unless he was like dude i don't think you're gonna make it just hold on to that 20 <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i came up waiting tables and it's always awkward when you go out to dinner with like a group of like 15 comedians or something and you don't know oh, half of them and yeah. you know that like they're they just don't have any money which is right. like it's it's a tough situation because like they're out they're they're comics they're probably trying to just hang and talk and then they're ordering food and stuff and i just always have i always had to be like hyper conscious of like what the bill is and then i always kind of like pay attention to what everybody's tipping and then i always compensate for like the lack thereof in my tip so like i'm always like because i waited tables for years and it's like the worst shit ever is when you have a table of like 15 people and each person leaves you a dollar People yeah. they just like they're all they all want separate checks, which is just yeah. a big pain in the ass to have to do if you're a server. And they all they all tip a dollar or sometimes nothing at all. But and the, it's like, Jesus yeah, Christ, I feel like a lot of times big groups of people will, can do this thing where people try to rather than add 20 percent to their bill, what they would owe, you know, for tip, they subtract 20 percent to try and free ride a little bit. You know what I mean? Like if they spent. Yeah. If they bought a meal that was, you know, $15 and then it, they got a drink, drinks five bucks, they would give like a little bit of that free riding of like, all right, here's $15 for my yeah. $20 spent rather than like $24 for. Yeah, I've had that too, where someone is like, okay, I had a meal is 15 and I had a drink that's five. All right, here's 20 bucks. And I'm like, 
what about tax and tip? Now I, I got to pay out of pocket <laughs> for your tax and your tip. Like, and it's like, you don't, it's just so awkward to have to bring up. And like, you don't want, if someone truly doesn't have the money, you don't want to make them spend it. But yeah, you know? this is, and yeah, this is what's interesting about how tipping culture is, can shift depending on the group of people you're out with. Cause sometimes I, you know, if I've gone out with like, um, a few college friends who like, you know, maybe they have like, they have good jobs now. The tipping thing becomes among them is like, I want everyone just Venmo me. So, and and then it becomes like, oh, so you're just getting the credit card points. Like there's like a competitiveness. <laughs> about like, oh, so, oh, so Fuck I'm you, just dude. I want to get your, frequent flyer miles. Yeah, yeah. I'm just giving you <laughs> Southwest trip. Trip to fucking Santa Cruz. All right. <laughs> like it's like there's like that rivalry there That's that comes so out of nowhere. Oh, you selfish piece of shit. Uh I don't mind if uh as a waiter, I never minded when people were like, uh well, we got a table 15, we all want separate checks. Uh if they were like, if I was like, hey, just tell me who's splitting up right now before we even get drinks. I'm like, yeah. if we split it up now, it's it's fine. There's no issue because I can just separate all the checks. I can do 15 separate checks and there's no issues whatsoever. But if you yeah. do it at the end, I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah, mm. that was the thing, though. So many people would just be like, oh, yeah, can we have separate checks? And I'm like, dude, now i got to walk around to each person and ask them what they got. And then sometimes you would do that and then someone wouldn't. Like you, you wouldn't have something accounted for. So you're in the computer and you're creating new checks and you're moving over all the things that they said that they had to the check. Mm-hmm. And at the at the very end of it, you have 15 checks of what they said they had. And then you have an additional check of other shit that people didn't claim. And you're like, well, what the <laughs> fuck do I do? Then you have to walk around again being like, all right, who's paying for the mozzarella sticks? Because I'm yeah. not. Who's going to pay for that? <laughs> it's fucking the worst. Also, if you're out with like 15 people, like I don't mind like – just get the calculator out. Don't, there's no, don't try to figure yeah. it out in your head. Don't get a piece of paper. Everybody has a calculator on their cell phone. Just bust it out and figure that shit out. Cause like this trying to do math, like I'm the worst at that math. So I just try it. Like I f- try to figure out what I had and how much I owe and like tip and then just add like three or $4 on it. Cause I probably just to compensate for my lack of math skills. Yeah. Yeah, I probably have honestly have been a generous tipper just in service of like, oh, I don't want to think. You know yeah, I mean? yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> Let me throw money at my poor education. <laughs> yeah. I did this $5. What was it? It would cost eight bucks. All right, $5. I know that's 20% at least. Yeah. <laughs> I would also always feel the pressure to over tip too. That's the thing. You can never really relax because if, if I was a waiter and me and other waiters would go out after dinner or after our shift to like a bar and we're like at a bar drinking and then like the, the bartender brings the check like, and you're all servers. You just throw in all this extra money. It's like you, you do their job. So, you know, so you're like, let's just take care of them. You know, this, that, and the other, but you always have that pressure to this day now where it's like, I, it's really hard for me to just tip 20% because I still have that little inkling in me from waiting tables all those years back that I'm like, ah, throw a few more on. Like, you know what I mean? Like, even though like the waiter comes back and sees 20%, they're of course they're happy. But really? like you, you just, you just are just like, yeah. Do you ever think that with all of the money you've in aggregate over tips <laughs> in your, throughout your life, like you could have like a house? 
Like, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> like all that money, you're like, no. oh man, I could have had a house, had my car paid for. <laughs> no, like at most, the over tipping in a whole calendar year might have accounted for, I don't know, two or three hundred dollars. I mean, how much could it really be? If you're going to tip what you're going to tip and then you add on, let's say, five dollars extra every time you go out to dinner. How often do you go out to dinner? Like, it's not like, I, th- I mean, if you're going out to dinner with three meals a day, maybe, but <laughs> no. When I worked at, um, when I worked at Uno's, we would go out to TGI Fridays in Orlando after, after work. So, cause that was like the only place open. It was like midnight or something. And I used to tip so fucking much when I was yeah. away. I would over tip so much that they thought I was the manager. <laughs> 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 I was the manager of the Unos because they were like, oh, that guy's the manager. He's fucking throwing around money. Little did they know, I was probably like the least, uh, <laughs> like the yeah. worst. You made like $1 million in tips. I mean, we know you, yeah. Christian. You're a former convict, bro. Like, Just <laughs> <laughs> trying to get my life back that. in order. I would work at this, uh, this like wing joint down in the south and like, it had such a culture of like all the people who work together would also get off work and go to the bar and drink. That was like some restaurants. If you if the restaurants like really professional, they don't allow you to just to clock out, go to the bar and drink. Um, but places like that, they don't give a shit. And like the bartenders who are working love when a bunch of waiters get off work and and yeah. start drinking because obviously they're going to get taken care of. Um, but. Uh, you would get off of work and you would be like, how much did I make tonight in tips? You'd be like $81. You're like, all right, cool. And then you go to the bar. And then after your whole night of drinking with all your friends, you, you, you look back and you're like, Oh, I, I netted $14. <laughs> yeah. I was, yeah, yeah, I was here for fucking 11 hours and I'm walking away with a, a, like a dollar 25 an hour. <laughs> Cause I went to the bar and yeah. kept drinking and ordering wings and all the other shit. Could have had a house. I, that's the thing is it's like, I remember it was Brett's birthday party, like, I don't know, two or three years ago or something like that at um, the Lantern. And uh, I was unemployed and I, I picked up a gig like doing coat check at some place. Uh-huh. And uh, so people would give you tips. But I was so miserable at that job. Like, I was so, like, sad and like, oh, this sucks, <laughs> like, whatever, that at the end of the night, I went to Brett's birthday party and just <clears throat> drank myself stupid. And like all the tips just went into drinking, but I didn't even care because I was like, this is better than having, than working at that place. Like that place made me so, that place was so miserable that I like just had, that I spent all the money just drink. I netted zero. (laughs) I remember that time. I don't remember seeing seeing you that night. (laughs) (laughs) I was on stage shoving somebody off stage and be like, Hey, I do this shit too, man. (laughs) It's funny because like Christian is one of those like silent sufferer type people. Like, yeah, at no, no point during that time. Like I remember like you like lost your job and I remember you being like a little stressed out about it and stuff. But at no point was I like, I never, I did. I learned that you did coat check actually like two weeks ago when we were at New Year's Eve, when we had Christian Natasha over Mm. for New Year's Eve and, um, Natasha mentioned it like we were talking about somebody who lost a job and like well Christian was out of work he was doing coat check and I was like I had no idea he did that yeah and like there was a time where I was working for that dude and like I was owed so much money and I was like I literally didn't know I had zero negative money and I didn't even know what I was gonna do 
I was so scared, but I only told like three people. <laughs> like, yeah. it, it's funny <laughs> the, the mentality of that. I don't know what it is. Just hard living. <laughs> yeah, I, don't know. I think it's just like growing up poor or something. I was explaining that to somebody I, I was working with about like some software or something because they were like, oh, why don't you request an update? And I'm like, you don't understand. I grew up like poor. Like you don't request new shit. You just work with what you got. <laughs> God, that's so fucking true. Like that wasn't an option. Yeah, it's just not. No, you just fucking you know, put some tape on it and fucking keep it moving. Just not up. I will say like for all my, like I, I'm not like a fighter or anything. Like I don't have like, yeah, you know, I have uh somewhat of a high pitch whiny voice and, uh, but I will say that's like my manliest shit is just, I can endure a lot of suffering. <laughs> quietly. Dude, same. Uh, you know, I didn't grow up poor and I can endure a lot of suffering too. That's why I was in that relationship for so long. Anyway. Oh, so, dear. Um, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I had to just, it was a joke, guys. Relax. It was just a fun it's joke. It's all right. We love I everybody. Had, we love everybody. That was just a playful <laughs> joke that I thought would be. Uh, that wasn't like an actual dig. Don't worry. Everyone's cool. <laughs> <laughs> the silence says it all. <laughs> no, not really. I'm going to take a sip of No, I know. It is funny, like, I grew up, like, thinking that, I don't know, it was like, whenever we had a nice time growing up, and anybody started to, like, complain, it was always like, are you really gonna ruin this one nice time we're having? (laughs) (laughs) Like, we all kind of collectively learned to just internalize everything, because you didn't want to be the one person who ruined the one possible good moment that happened. It's like, oh, Wait, Nick, do you have to complain about your bleeding leg? <laughs> what can you just shut up about your head wound? <laughs> it's like it's like I always thought that anybody who like talked about their feelings and like br- like if I was happy and they came in and they're like I'm sad, here's why I'm sad and they told all they like unloaded it all on me. I'm I'm always it's like that's so rude. Like I wasn't sad and now I'm sad cuz you dumped your sadness on me. Like that's so fucked up that you did that to me and I would never do that to you. But at the same time, whenever I am upset, I just kind of shut down. And then like Sarah has to like play the guessing game of like, Oh, okay. Well, why is Nick mad? And go through the checklist and ask me all these questions. And I'm like, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. And it's like, I realized that like, that's way more high maintenance than just unloading all of your feelings on somebody. Yeah. <clears throat> Growing up, uh, you know, my dad, the the mentality was, I, it's actually a good, I do agree with this, like, way of raising, is just anytime one of us complained, he would just dismiss the complaint by going, self-pity. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> <he would> just <laughs> You know, Dad, I'm really self-pity. <laughs> that's so that's so crippling. But, yeah, it, it's but it's kind of like, and let's be real, I mean, the things I was complaining about as an 11, 10 year, like it was kind of just all self-pity. At the same time, it's not the great, greatest space yeah. in which to articulate emotion. <laughs> Dad, one of the teachers touched me at school. Wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't know. What do you guys oh, want no. to talk about? Do we have to talk about the thing? <laughs> we got to talk about the thing that everyone saw. Oh, I think the- you broke up, Brett. You broke up there. Oh, am I in? We have to talk about the... No, you're, I think you're in now, yeah. You're good. All right. Yeah, I mean, uh, it was pretty... Uh, obviously, we're talking about the storming of the Capitol building, which happened yeah. last Wednesday. Um, we have Real quick before that, we haven't been back in two weeks. We did Best Of for the past yeah. two weeks and i have to say uh, first of all i want to say thank you to everybody that was on that everybody who all the guests from last year uh todd portnowitz matt nadasa jordan uh sarah um natasha dan ashy of course um yeah. they were all amazing and i thought the best of was man i was surprised at like some of the stuff i was like look listening back to it and i was like holy shit man this is like a it's a pretty good podcast man <laughs> <laughs> You just feel you like you're like, talking. To your well, you just feel like you're talking to your friends, and like sometimes yeah. you're like, you're just talking bullshit, and you don't really think about it. But when you go back and like listen to like clips of it, you're like, holy shit, that's like a good idea. Yeah, it's a, tough because like, problem. like it's it's hard to go back and listen to yourself. Like I, I, I barely listen to back to any podcasts. Every now and then, if I feel like I said something that could end up being a stand up bit, I'll. I'll go back and listen, but I realize that like, I never have the proper awareness of the things that I say. Cause like we were texting in the group chat about it and each one of us had like a bit that <laughs> we all forgot. We even said the words or even talked about the subject and we're like, Oh shit, that was really funny. And it's like, maybe you should listen back more. I don't know. But th- those episodes turned out really, really good. Thanks Christian for putting them all together. That was awesome. Yeah, dude, that was a, that was a mammoth undertaking by Chrissy D. So it actually wasn't in a weird way because there's like enough, you could just like pick five episodes out of a hat and you could just like pick 10 minutes out of there and you're like, all right, this is good. This is good. This yeah. is good. Fuck it. So what are your thoughts let me just run this by you guys because we had the yeah. ODR best of. What are your mm-hmm. thoughts, Christian, on cutting a uh, Brett on ODR best of? Uh, <laughs> <just> a, <laughs> you know, just the best of Brett. You know, you know just, what? You know what? I'm not even gonna lie. Uh, like, if we're off for a week, I'll do that. <laughs> best of Brett. <laughs> you know, it's kind of it's like. <laughs> It's kind of like those uh, the SNL DVDs, like the yeah. Chris Farley. <laughs> Christian, Christian, make it, make it like, make it like parts where I said nothing insightful and nothing funny. So it's like, I mean, this is the best he had. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's funny. You could do a hit job, like. Which <laughs> yeah. was his best go. stuff, and yeah, right. Mm-hmm. it's just all yeah mm-hmm. it's just yeah. it's just brett's audio though with none of us like responding so it's like it'll be like you're so right you're so right this is the conversational like almost like keep the ball in the air things yeah. we all do the ticks Oh man. Um but yes, anyway, back to the capital, the siege of the capital. Yeah. Um, a mob of Trump supporters. Uh my favorite tweet of the whole thing I posted on my Instagram at Christian Duran SVP. Um oh, yeah. was uh somebody put po- well that escalated steadily for four years. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's the exact perfect take. 
yeah, it's really- it's like it's really a, a bitter moment when you're sitting there and like it's almost like you can almost imagine like I've had I've had a lot of thoughts about this. So one of them is like you hate to be the person to say I told you so, but I feel like if you just go back in this podcast and just listen to all the shit we've been saying, it's like, did anybody think it was going to end any other way? Like, did anybody think he was going to leave on his own accord? Did anybody think he was going to respect democracy? Did anybody think he wasn't going to claim being cheated? Did did anybody think, like, this is the most obvious shit. So I guess, first of all, I would say it sucks to be like, hey, I told you so when you're talking about the end of the someone attempting to a coup. Because, like, you don't want to sound like a conspiracy nut that you've been talking about this type of shit. But, like, this is so – to me, this is so – the most unsurprising, surprising thing that's happened where you're like, there's a proper amount of surprise when someone's sieging the fucking Capitol building. But there's also like a, yeah, dude, what do you like? What did anybody expect to happen? This guy has been doing this. He's like his people. It's the word that keeps coming to mind. And I keep saying it is indoctrination. Like these people are indoctrinated. They, you can show them a fact and they will choose not to believe it. And instead choose to believe in their fantasy world. You can't reason with these people. You can't show them any evidence. Like I watched a whole special on it last night about these people. And like, there's so much footage and sound of all of these Trump people. And then now there's all these conspiracies going around the internet about how all the people who were there were actually run, were hired by Democrats and they were all Antifa and they were going in to make Republicans look bad. I'm like, are you out of your mind? Just do a two seconds of research. And you know, that's not true. Dude, you know how fucking funny it would have been if like, it's just like, wait a minute, that's Nancy Pelosi and Groucho Marx glasses. <laughs> wait a minute, it's in a Viking helmet. And no, I mean, it's the thing that's hard for me is I really feel for these people. I know it sounds tacky, I but don't. you have to understand they really no. like those people really believe they're doing the right thing. They believe it more than anybody. <laughs> yeah, like, and you have to admire, I'm not saying I admire them, but you have to admire the commitment to what you truly believe is a cause. Unfortunately, I don't know. I, it, to me, it's was, like, it's like they if you don't saw... Think, <clears throat> they don't think sorry it's, to cut they, you off. They, no, 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 totally. But basically just, you know, kind of my point is like, they think they're doing the right thing because all the info, everyone is acting somewhat rationally based off the information they receive. All of their information sources and outlets confirm that the election was rigged and Republicans, rank and file Republicans, either stood by silently, nodded along with it, or kind of helped perpetuate it in a more direct way. So they just like, yeah, there's just some humanity there, too. Well, yeah, I don't like know. Your because- it's like your joke yeah, about ahead. your dad. It's. Like your joke about your dad is like if you if you actually think Bill Clinton is gonna come take over the you know the United States and you don't move your family to a mountain then you don't really believe it do you? Yeah, yeah. I mean it's true, but at the same time it's like if you see a deranged man in the street throwing his own shit at cars you could be like man he's really committed to whatever delusion he believes <laughs> but like yeah, it, it's like it's totally like I I don't know I've I've I really like. I have so much contempt for these people and I watched this whole special on it last night and I realized that the special was kind of like propaganda against them 
and, and not necessarily intentional, but yeah. it's like anytime you cut together yeah. like a ABC News, you know, like yeah. special report and there's music in the background and they're showing you like I got so angry at these fucking monsters, these animals who stormed the Capitol. And I'm literally like thinking the worst thoughts of my life. And like I like you really need to like we need to calm it's, down and take dude. a step back, I think. But God damn dude. it, dude. Like if someone if someone like if last night I was so angry that if if you told me that like for the next one of these, because I feel like there's another one. If the next one of these, you just put snipers on the roof of every building and just start taking them all out. I'd be like, good, get, get rid of these people. Like, that's how mad I was watching yeah, this but thing that, last night. That's obvious. I mean, they, you obviously recognize. But that's how you know yeah. the media. It's all, all media is so much of a, it's like a fucking, all of it's a virus. And it wants to create this really mainstream thought that those people are pure, like pure evil personified. They're fucking yeah. not They're people suffering. Like they're people who feel oppressed, whether their oppression yeah. sense of oppression is right or wrong. There are degrees of truth to but, it. There are degrees, but, but, of but truth. there's, but there are also people well, who believe that. Point. Yeah, go ahead. No, you got like, there, there's a degree of truth to the fact that, you know, conservatives can feel like they're oppressed because they feel like their speech isn't uh, allowed in public. And they're they're kind of getting more right the more they're we ban right. some shit. Like, that's what sucks is they're <sighs> go ahead. Now, yeah, yeah, sorry. Like, no, I mean, I get I, I people say like the, the writing is the voice of the unheard and this, that and the other. But I. I I just feel like there's a stark difference between reality and how they feel like feelings. You can feel something, but that doesn't mean it's true. Like feelings are like, and we've all gone through these things. You ever like just get depressed about something. And then you realize that the next day that, Oh, that none of that shit I was thinking was true. Cause feelings can betray you just cause you feel a certain yeah. way. Doesn't it in any reality make it true. Now there's like legitimate they- gripes of, you know, we live in this country where, like, yeah, these the the billionaires during the pandemic have completely quadrupled their net worths. Meanwhile, people have lost their jobs. People have been told they can't leave their homes. Like, I get that this is like a almost like a boiling over point, and I understand that why they're upset. But the second that you do something as irrational as storm the fucking literally trying to overthrow your own government, literally trying to stop a democratic process that's in the constitution. And it's, it's just like, it, it just, it, it's, it go it's unforgivable. Like I understand you're upset, but it's like, that doesn't mean you're allowed to murder somebody. You know what I mean? Like OJ was really upset at but, fucking Nicole's Brown Simpson. It, it's not, like you could be like, well, I get it. I get why he did it. Like I, I, I like, I get why he's mad, but I don't get why whoa, he fucking whoa, whoa, stabbed whoa, two people. We, all right. I don't, you know, I don't believe in propagating conser- like conspiracies that OJ killed Nicole on this podcast. <laughs> so I have to I have to step in as the voice of reason and prevent you from saying that. But no, but they but don't to think me, to them it's not feelings. It is facts. To them yeah. it's facts. But yeah, that's, that's the fucking problem. The problem. There does need to be there needs to be a base reality we all agree on and we have to get people toward that base reality. And the way you get people toward that base reality is not just outright condemning like that. I talked with conservatives yesterday, like, uh, you know, my, my friend had a wedding and I talked to conservatives and a guy is like, I'm a Trump guy. He like still is. 
I talked with a black police officer who's a Trump guy and he's like, I can't fly my Trump flag. And you were like, they, their facts. It's I, this is how I boil it down. We need one Walter Cronkite. We need to all go no more watching MSNBC, CNN, Fox news. No more going to Breitbart or whatever. Everyone watch Walter Cronkite, whoever we deem to be Walter Cronkite. We need because that's how people agreed back in the day is they all watched one guy. And if you're all watching the same guy, you're all getting and he took that responsibility highly to, you know, be so impartial to everybody. And I agree with you with there's a certain level of it's not being impartial when we talk about like the election wasn't stolen, like it wasn't rigged. That's not being or that that is just the truth. And, you know, that's why Trump was so effective was, you know, convincing people. But that and then Republicans were cowards to not stand up to him. So that gave more credibility. To, but if early on Republicans had gone, he's fucking lying or then I don't yeah. think it would have gotten the momentum it got. But you had people like Josh Hawley, who's like a smart young Republican <laughs> hotshot um, and or you know, he allegedly smart. I mean, he's really smart. He's really calculated, but he uses his smart in a dumb way. Um, in my opinion, at least recently. But well, that, well just, that's the whole problem yeah. is like the whole thing was a charade. Like there's charade. no legal precedent. There's no legal precedent that you can overturn the Electoral College on January 6th. There's absolutely no legal precedent. Even if Mike Pence wanted to do that, there's no legal way of him doing that. Even if people wanted to object, there's no legal way of doing it. It's not in the Constitution that anybody – you can overturn uh, the Electoral College by objecting. So all these Josh Hollies, all these Ted Cruz's, these people know that there's no legal precedent to overturn it. But instead, instead of just going, oh, there's nothing we can do. Okay, well, let's just do this charade and get it over with. They decide to, in an attempt to ingratiate themselves with all these MAGA psychos, they they do this dog and pony show and they, they fucking further, they just heat up the temperature a little bit more. They just add a little bit more. It makes, it adds validity to this, these basics things where people go, whoa, I have Ted Cruz and Josh Hawley believe it like why you know i must not be crazy like there's senators who believe it so it's it's like the you know there, there's a story of, of of hitler when he was trying to become in power in the late 1920s and like this is the problem with with the media and everything you're saying and, and the media has its faults but the, the trump has completely since day one um, yeah. he's, he's played step one of every authoritarian, uh, playbook is to discredit the free press and say that they're lying and people can't trust them. Trump literally said the media is the enemy of the people. He's bitched about fake news to where he has a rabid group of people who won't listen to the media anymore. <laughs> Hitler did the exact same thing. Hitler attempted a coup in like the 1920s, got arrested, put in jail for like seven years. Oh my he, God. Really? He, yeah, and, and 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 every and he started doing these things that the media was censoring him. The media was censoring him. He's being censored by the media. His thoughts aren't being and the first thing he fucking did when he got out of jail was start rallying shit up again, saying that I was put in prison for my thoughts and yeah. you know, now I'm fucking I was censored. And the first thing he did when he took over is he fucking took over the media, turned it into a propaganda machine. It's literally the first step in the authoritarian playbook. And it's something that we've all been saying for five years. But like as much as the press does have some flaws 
at the end of yeah. the day, do we need to stop acting like this is some sort of calculated uh, yes. between the between big tech, the Democrats, Hollywood and the media all working together to 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 to, to create this agenda. It's like I, I understand that, like when someone gets banned off of Twitter who doesn't deserve it, maybe, or someone gets banned off of YouTube, doesn't deserve it, maybe it looks a certain way, but it's not like the the CEO of YouTube and the CEO of fucking Disney call each other and talk about how they can push their agenda further. It's like it's way less conspiratorial than that. It's it's way less. Um, I, I'm I'm the words escaping me, but it's it's a lot more. Like I know people who work in the newsroom. They make like sixty five k a year. You think and they write stories that go to the air. There's never meetings where they're like, okay, how can we push this? How can we scare the shit out of everybody today and push this agenda? Yeah. Come on, That's, guys, let's do it. It's like, do you think people who make sixty five seventy k a year are really engaging in this fucking misinformation thing? On like, it's it's just such. It's no, so stupid. That's, it is, and that was like you make me think of um one of my friends lucian was telling me about apparently there was a some like very far right-wing hacker um hacker slash i guess talking head he wiretapped cnn cnn um like board members and like the higher-ups they're like and i'm, I'm somewhat bludgeoning the story but it is this is what it is he like wiretapped and recorded all of their meetings all of their like daily news meetings. And then he released them to the public. And then no, it wasn't a thing. Cause it was like a boring meeting. Yeah. Like, it's like, it was, uh, like, yeah. it was like, they were talking about what's our daily telegram. They weren't like, yeah. all right, we need to fucking take them down now. Yeah. It's, yeah. Like, it's not, it's that. all like, a, it's guys. It's, I, it's I just like, want to yeah. you know there's cake in the, uh, <laughs> cake. <laughs> in the <room>. <laughs> uh, it's <laughs> birthday. <laughs> well, it's like when they read Hillary's emails. They the WikiLeaks dumped Hillary's emails. They read through them, found fucking nothing but boring shit like that, and they literally had to create their own thing where they said, "Oh, they said literally anytime they said cheese pizza when they were talking about like ordering pizza for the fucking office, cheese pizza meant child porn, and like that started the whole PizzaGate conspiracy where that fucking armed lunatic ran to the yeah, pizza but wait, joint. And, how do you? And it's like. What? What are your thoughts on all of Hillary's correspondence with Jared from Subway? Like, how do you reconcile that? <laughs> she just wanted a sandwich. It's, no. But she like, put it in I, quotes so, in but, italics. <laughs> yeah, but it, but it just. <laughs> She's not even good at the code. I want a sandwich, sandwich. very young sandwich. <laughs> preferably Extra. black <laughs> <laughs> no you're right i just Sorry, think that like people pe no people create news stories like like four minutes after this fucking capital raid there's all these screenshots of all of that like that guy wearing that stupid fucking face paint and the stupid yeah. antlers on his head next standing next to that fucking other dude with a beard standing next to and they literally took screenshots and they already had screenshots made these people are actually antifa here's why and they showed a picture of that guy at a black lives matter rally but like there's no context of him being there he could have been there to be an, an objection to Black Lives Matter just because he's standing there. Also, we don't know if they just superimposed a picture of him with the back uh, the background of a BLM uh, protest. You don't know anything. It's just 
that's the thing that bothers me the most about all of this shit is no one knows anything and they fill in the gaps of what they don't know with yeah. fucking dumb, baseless conspiracies. Just like with Georgia, when they're doing this runoff, my brother, who's a very smart person, but like, you know, he, he like he brought, brought up a point that a lot of conservative people were complaining about. And one of the things that they're complaining about was when I went to bed, there was 500 votes apart. When I woke up, there were 30,000 votes apart. How could that be possible if they stopped counting? It's like, okay, but you don't know how they count. You don't know what the process is of counting ballots in different counties who all have different procedures. That is best for them. Some of them are using machines. Some of them are using hands. Like you don't know the complexity of the situation. So to just see something that you don't understand and assume it's a it's rigged is so stupid. It's like that video of that woman who like pulled a suitcase out from under a table and they're like, see, those are illegal ballots. How do you know? How do you know that's not her, just her luggage and she's going home. You don't even know. You're just assuming because you see something that looks weird to you, even though you have no context of what it's supposed to look like anyway, you're just assuming that it's a conspiracy and that's the problem. Also you're looking for, you're already looking for it. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. And and so it's like people with no knowledge of how things are supposed to work. But here's where I am also at because it's like I, I don't think banning – I'm not a person who goes, yes, they blocked Trump's Twitter forever. Yes, yeah. Parler got banned. And my fears on that are, yeah, do I loathe what Trump says? A lot of the time, of course. He says a lot of heinous shit. And certainly he should have been temporarily banned in the midst slash wake and who knows if we're even out of the woods, but of the Capitol riots, mob, yeah. whatever. But it, I have concerns. I don't like this like touchdown dancing because that mentality <laughs> isn't defeated. Yeah. In fact, it gives more credence to this idea that he is censored because he's quite literally being censored. Is he being censored yeah. for a good reason in this current short term proposal? Yes. He was inciting violence on the fucking Capitol. By calling him special and I love you and all that. Yeah. But like, it's just, you make him a martyr. It like, I, yeah. like you, and you, you give yeah. more credence to this idea that he is speaking truth that the powers that be can't handle. So they're yep. shutting him down. Yeah. And I mean, I, I, I'm not happy about it at all. Like parlor getting shut down because it's it helped. Uh, no doubt. I bet many other users, I'm not on that, but I know many of the users I'm sure planned or talked about or certainly propagated falsehoods and that led to violence but the app being shut down it's they're gonna find their silo and you just made them you just dug these people you pushed them further into their the lunacy speaking frankly like that lunacy by doing that and now mainstream media celebrating it i'm not happy about corporations regulating speech it's like that's what they do and as i'm i'm quoting a smarter person than i glenn greenwald in the wake of 9-11 they strip away americans and people's rights uh to exploit our current fear in the moment yep because we're afraid and we want to make some order out of this chaos and i think that's a version of what's happening right now yeah is we're okay with this free speech being taken away because we go well i want something to happen but this isn't it. I don't yeah. know. Someone go well, off. 
I, 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 there's, I agree with a lot, a lot of that. And there's some things I, I guess I push back on a little bit. So sure, the, the, the one thing I'll say is I completely agree with you. The nine 11 Patriot act, all that stuff is a perfect example of people who are scared in the moment and they just want to do something to try to make it right. And, you know, there's arguments yeah. to be made that maybe banning t- his Trump's Twitter account, um, would help slow down the, 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 these, these, because I mean, we're still not at the 20th yet. I can almost see like no, a yeah. temporary ban until after. And there were people that, according to Twitter, one of the executives came out and basically said, We saw that people were immobilizing, planning an attack for January 17th on Twitter. So we shut them all down. And I, and mm-hmm. like, if I put myself in the shoes of someone who runs that platform or works on that platform, yeah, and I see that my platform that I made is being used to try to overthrow the government and hurt people and people might lose their lives. And the reason why they were all able to organize is because my platform, I don't blame them for being like, fuck it, turn them off. But at the same time, you make a great point because there's people who got turned off who didn't deserve to be turned off. And we're setting a precedent that like, we can just do this now. And like, I've always had it from day one. Like I, I talked about it when Milo uh, was was banned from Twitter years ago. It's like, yes, this guy's a provocateur. He's saying crazy things and shit like that. But at the same time, is like you turn him into a fucking free speech folk hero when you ban him. You you add so much credence to his belief that uh, all of these big tech companies are in cahoots with all of them and they're all trying to push their agenda. You add credence to those points when you ban certain things like that. So while you can ban Trump maybe temporarily. Uh, it's really hard to just set the precedent to just say permanently gone forever. And also, I mean, I heard Ron Paul's Facebook account was, was shut down. And like Ron Paul was like, they said that we got shut down and, and I don't, to be fair, I don't know. I don't follow his account. I don't know what he posts, but to be fair, sure. what, what he said is that we've never violated policy. We've never been told we violated policy. And now our account was taken away from us because we violated policy. So, you know, if we've ever violated a policy, this is the first I'm hearing about it. So there seems to be this shotgun blast of censorship. Uh, and I, I guess censorship is kind of not the right word for it because it, it is a private company and technically they can do whatever they want. I mean, it, it, legally speaking anyway, I mean, our constitutional free speech is from protection from the government from spe- free speech. It's not from Twitter or Facebook. Now, Social media is so new that you can maybe argue that it's a, a public utility now, and that's how people. I, I don't know. That's another debate, but um, sure. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I just think it's like a shotgun blast where like there's been casualties of people who didn't deserve to get banned got banned, and unfortunately, like you said, it just it just makes it look more suspicious. And that's my biggest thing about the left. The left has turned the cancel culture thing has now come from the left it used to be used by the right against the left for numbers of years where it was christian moralists going against the left for making jokes saying certain words this certain ideas they were burning books that had sex in them like those were the tactics of the right and now it's shifted and now the left has adopted these practices and i think that it's the biggest mistake because you take away so much credibility and you make it look like you're a lynch mob who's not rational and it makes it adds so much credence to the people on the right saying they're being censored so while i agree that maybe trump should have been at least temporarily suspended and if you see people mobilizing on twitter definitely turn their accounts off but to just shut down other people just because seems like an overreach of power 
Yeah, I, it's uh, it's pretty crazy, and and the Trump supporters are kind of interesting in that. Like, I was uh, all the I I have to say this: all the Trump supporters that I know personally, like personally, I I to me, in my opinion, the reason I can um. I, I have theories about why they're Trump supporters and it's, it's mostly because I know their life, their life story in, in a way, like I've known them for years. And it's like, it's, you're a Trump supporter because your life, you had a vision for what your life was going to be. And it didn't turn out that way. And I'm saying that because I know, I know you personally, I don't yeah. know every Trump supporter, but I know these yeah. uh, four or five Christian's people. Christian's really staring at me here. <laughs> <laughs> I just pointed at the screen. Oh. No, but it's like, no, yeah. but, uh, but it, it, it's just worrisome because it's like, I saw one of them post on Facebook and they were like, after the Capitol thing, they were like, um, posting all this stuff. It's like, Oh, so the cops just let them in there. They just opened the doors and let them, that sounds fishy to me. And then there was another one he posted where he's like, Dude, if you try to explain, if you don't try to um, rationalize to the people that are asleep because they just don't get it, it's not it's not even worth it anymore. And it's like you're like you know, I think somebody could say the exact same thing about you, and you wouldn't even get exactly. it. Like, yeah. but it, 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 it's just it's really disheartening, and um, it's just really sad because you know those people they just believe it, believe it, and um, I. Am- uh, I have a theory or an opinion about it. I think we need to, I think we need to retake the word Patriot Uh, because I think that that word has been absolutely abused and disabused to just mean guy on the right. And from now on, like from now on next gay pride parade you go to and you see a guy on a float who's just like, you know, shaking his ass. He's got a thong on (laughs) They like that guy's a patriot. Like from now on, we need to just start calling different segments of society patriots. I'm gonna Colin Kaepernick. That guy is a freedom fighter. That guy, like you know, is a militia member. That guy's yeah. a patriot. Well, Everyone who abides by doing something that's actually free is a patriot. Well, that the, the it's the saying: it's one man's freedom fighter is another man's terrorist. Uh, mm. it's, it, it really, I mean, every single person who thinks they're a patriot is definitely a terrorist to some other group of people <laughs> who thinks they're a freedom fighter and stuff. Um, oh, the other thing I wanted to say about this that was interesting to me was that like, if you, you see all the pictures that came out of it and all the video and stuff, and it's just, it's just like dumbasses, especially the pictures that came out like dumbasses in like costumes and stuff. And like a dude taking the the podium some dude sitting in nancy pelosi's chair like oh look at this i'm in the boss's chair like it it was just so it's just so interesting to me that it was like the opposite end of the spectrum to like occupy wall street like they just got in the park and had no idea what to do like when they got there they're like what do we want and they're like i don't really know but let's just take some pictures in the capitol building yeah we're fucking doing exactly right that's that's the whole the whole goal was not to overthrow overthrow anything. It was just to get in there. And then once they got in there, they were like, "Guys, yeah, cool, <laughs> we're fucking causing chaos, bro." Yeah, I I will. You know, they were one of taking the fun- photos. Yeah, go ahead. Great wit. Yeah, yeah no, I was gonna say one of the funniest things I read about it. It kind of like puts it up in a picture to me about how 
the people who storm the Capitol think they're crazy oppressed, but it's just a feeling that they have that's not based in reality is um, that, you know, the guy with the horns, the antlers. I read a story this morning and uh, I hope it's true because I didn't actually do the the research and (laughs) but I'll say it anyway. But it was a news story that said that he's in jail now. They arrested him and he's on a he's on a hunger strike because the food that they're feeding him in jail isn't organic. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, bro, like you're this fucking, you only eat organic foods. You're living in America. You're a white guy and you're oppressed. Like, fuck off, dude. Like, no, he's seriously he's fuck yak. off. Yeah. He <laughs> like, identifies as a yak. I just like, fuck off, dude. Seriously, fuck off. That all right, Hold on. But is that the media? Like, is he on a hunger strike? Because he still is saying, no, this shit is, uh, you know, fraudulent and Trump is. No, they it, called their march Save America for fuck's sake. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, like you know, Team America, world policey that is to call it yeah. Save America. Also, one one other thing about this is like Trump, Trump did a speech and then told them to go to the Capitol, right? If, is that what? Yeah. And I, do I have that correct? Yes. All right. So real quick. Um, and then he left. <laughs> and he just like left. He let yeah. them do their thing. And now it's like, is he going to pardon all these people? Or it's basically what Dave Chappelle said about Herman Cain. He's like, he just let this dude die. And he, while he got the vaccine or he got treatment for it and all this stuff. It's like, yeah. that's your leader. That's your leader. Yeah, your leader the, let you go to jail for him. Again. He's not going to pardon you. Yeah. It goes back to, it goes back to Hitler. And what I was saying before is, we're in a time where people feel they're oppressed and you have to be aware and hyper aware of someone who is going to take advantage of those feelings, who doesn't truly give a fuck about you, AKA Hitler, AKA Trump. And not that Trump was going to attempt some sort of genocide and do all the evil things that Hitler did, but he was definitely using the same playbook that Hitler used to get into power. So when I make the comparison, I'm not saying Trump was on his way of killing 6 million people or anything, but I'm saying it's like, accidentally though i feel like trump was a little bit accidentally doing the playbook i don't think he studied it i think he well just, i would like say that but there were people like stephen miller and uh the other breitbart guy uh steve bannon who uh were behind him and still are behind him to this day who have been for a very large part the people planning the campaigns and, can- and planning the policies and stuff so well i do understand that trump is a uh, kind of an uh, imbecile uh, in, in a lot of ways to us, but he's a person who, since he speaks like an idiot, he really registers with a bunch of idiots, basically. Like, it's very powerful the way he speaks because he doesn't talk like Steve Buttigieg or, uh, uh, yeah, Buttigieg talks. Because Buttigieg talks or Obama talks from a very intelligent, it's almost alienating to these mouth breathing type of people who see someone talking very articulately, they feel like that person is above them. Whereas Trump, which is so ironic because there's no world where Trump would hang out with any of his followers. There's no fucking universe where Trump would be like, yeah, come over, come over to Mario Lago. Let's play golf together. He would be so disgusted by them uh, and never be around. But anyway, uh, but to them, he, he seems like an everyman person who speaks the way they do and all these other things. So some of it's accidental for sure, but some of it's very deliberate and it's like, I don't know. We've been saying it for fucking years. I don't Listen, think he, I don't think he ever really, 
um, understood the, or even had a grasp of, of like the fact that he was a president and that people really give a shit about his words. I think he liked it. I don't think he really truly understood what that meant. And now I think he probably gets it more, but I still don't think he like gives a shit about the responsibility of it. I think he's just, I think every time he says something and then people start getting like excited or agitated about it, he goes, Oh, that's cool. Oh, this is pretty cool. Like he just kept going, Oh, this is pretty cool. Not, there was no, like he never really, got the gravity of it and i think all the republican people like lindsey graham and mitch mcconnell were just like just using it and using it and using it and then when it finally came to their doorstep they were like oh fuck i didn't i never thought it was going to get to this point and to the point where they had to go like yeah this guy's kind of an idiot like this is not happening but did you see that video that was so funny yeah but they went so short like just short of saying like Hey guys, we we've also been lying to you too because it helps our our we got our judges and everything we wanted. Yeah. So we played along with this idiot for 4 years, but seriously though, we're like stop. <laughs> like this is not real. Yeah, like when there's a couple of things I'll bring up. One, when they brought articles of impeachment to the Senate and the Senate doubt, voted it down, one of the things the senators the 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 GOP run Senate basically said was, "Listen, Trump will learn from this. He wasn't necessarily trying to do something illegal. He just was he got really close to doing something illegal by just ignorance. Trump will not do this again. We you know, we have comp- that was basically the the reasoning behind. And it's just like you fucking enablers, dude. You enabled this guy. But the funniest thing and this clip has been going around. You guys have probably seen it, but there's a clip of when the Republicans, when the primaries were still going on and Trump wasn't the nominee yet. And they literally showed clips from Ted Cruz, from uh, uh, Lindsey Graham, uh, even um, the people ended up working for him, uh, Nikki Haley and uh, what's her fucking name, uh, Kellyanne Conway, all talking about this guy like he's the biggest threat. And if he gets in power, all this shit's going to happen. I'm like, you knew it too. Like we all knew this. This isn't surprising, but we have people who give more of a shit about their agenda getting done and the consequences they don't necessarily care about, or they don't think it would be that bad. Like if you're McConnell and Graham, you're basically like, okay, well now that we have a Republican Senate and a Republican president, let's get through all of this Republican agenda shit that we had and let's hopefully we can make this work. You know, that's basically it. And they didn't give a fuck who the president was and they're just operating as, as usual. And it really bit him in the ass this time. And I think it's going to set Republicans back uh, a lot because of for, this for four years. Prediction. <laughs> yeah. Prediction for 2024. Here it is. Trump. Trump. Uh, because he has pardoned himself, is eligible to run in 2024. He wait, he pardoned he himself. And he redemption he arc. He come he comes back and he is the best president in American history. He <laughs> he has a but he ha, he has a very opposite like far left agenda. Like yeah. somehow oh my God, through the craziness so of the world. He like through the craziness of the world, you know, his supporters say he's evil so now he has this like bernie sanders approach with you know socialist yeah. populism and he implements a lot of uh progressive ideas and it helps america and you know the poor rise up so that's my did, prediction for 2024 when, when you that say would be he, amazing like if he like he did the double turn and just fucking <laughs> he uh he tried to get revenge on all the republicans that 
like, oh my ditched God. him at the last minute. So he's like, I'm going to become the uber liberal guy. <laughs> I had an idea for that for our cartoon president, that show on Showtime. I was like, oh, they should do an episode where um, Trump hits his head and becomes a Democrat. <laughs> God, that's so funny. He's just as belligerent for like Democratic purposes. God, yeah. that's so funny. Um, when you said Trump pardoned himself, does that mean he, he has or you think he will or – or, no, or, don't. I I was saying I I don't think he actually will because I think. Oh, okay. Well, well, I just it, don't think. I didn't think. I, I just I just didn't know if you heard anything because the last time I heard was p- no. people basically saying that there's no legal precedent for him to pardon himself, and the only move would be to like on January 19th he could resign the presidency to Pence, and then Pence would then um, pardon him. But now that looks like it's completely out the window because Pence is. <laughs> That's a- yeah. But here's the thing that Bill Maher has said for a long time is like they keep saying like there's no precedent for him to do this all this stuff, but he just does it anyway. So people will go like, like oh well he can't do that because there hasn't been nobody's ever done that before. And he's like he just does it. He doesn't care about optics. He doesn't care about your precedents. He just does it. So yeah, he doesn't have any respect not, for the Constitution. <laughs> it's so crazy. Like like I got to give it to him. But Bill Maher has been talking about this since like day one. He goes, what if he doesn't leave? What if it's a coup? What if his supporters show up with guns and try to stop this shit? And it's all happened. And everybody's just been laughing him off for months and months and months as he's been saying this stuff. And they're like, oh, Bill, stop. That's not going to happen. And it fucking just happened last week. Yeah, it's the most predictable thing. Yeah, go ahead, Brett. Sorry. No, I really do feel like Trump, you know, because I have talked to some people who voted for him and they have sort of a... I guess reneged on their support for him. And it's just funny talking to them because you talk to people like that and it's almost like the way they talk about it, it almost sounds like how I would talk about an indie band that started releasing shitty records. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're they're like they're kind of like, yeah, I just kinda like this early stuff. The new album had one good song though. When he was shitting on Marco Rubio and he you know, call Rosie O'Donnell a fat pig at a presidential debate. That was that. Now that shit was fire. <laughs> yeah. Well, to the, the you should have seen him in Chicago in 09, man. It was fucking good. At that one rally, he made fun of that disabled reporter. That was great, dude. Yeah. That was sick. Yeah. Sick burn. Uh, dude, I can't even. I said it was another meme I saw this morning that my brothers and I will take screenshots and send it. Some of my brothers saw one of their Trump supporter friends. There's a picture of Trump. Um, and at one of his rallies is a, uh, of, uh, according to the meme anyway, the guy has no arms cause he's a veteran. Uh, so he's sitting in a wheelchair and like Trump like puts both of his hands like on his cheeks. And like the whole thing is Donald Trump saw this man, knew he couldn't shake his hand, so he wanted to make a human touch connection with him because this is who this man is, and we've dragged his name through the dirt for the last four years, and blah blah blah. I'm like, he literally has famously mocked a disabled person. Are you really <laughs> gonna fucking act like this dude gives a shit about disabled people and made an attempt to also just put your hand on his shoulder? Why yeah. are you putting it on his? Cheeks, and it's because he's a f- that guy is a prop. That's what people like that yeah. fucking Bible shot during that thing it's this yeah. is all show business to trump he he's it doesn't fucking it's not yeah. real like the, he just wants the picture
picture of him with a Bible acting like he just took down all these Antifas. So he fucking took the picture. But like, <laughs> like the, the, the optics, the, the behind the scenes behind it are completely different than the optics that he's trying to make. One thing that's been concerning to me about, maybe not even concerning, but just kind of uh, interesting, has been the memification of everything for the past, like, I guess, four or five, even when Obama... And there's people who uh, get their news from memes now. Yeah, there's there's people who get their news from memes, but it's also like, like, something's... The the siege on the Capitol is like that's a pretty historical like serious thing yeah and like the fact that like there's so many memes and like I'm not gonna sit here and say I didn't laugh at a bunch of them oh like, yeah the there were some really funny ones the yeah. funniest thing I've ever seen yeah um uh but it it is just concerning to me that all this stuff happens and it's just like content it's just, yeah 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 exactly it, yeah, what we're talking it, it about. is it's content now. <laughs> it's just content. It's just content. Like it just, it just, it's something we look at in between our life and we're on our yeah. phone, which just is scroll through it. more and more becoming the central part of our life. And then the life part is like the, the stuff we do so that we can put shit on our phone. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, and it's like who had the best take, but nobody even gets credit for it. Like it's, it's just so weird. It's like who had the quickest, most accurate, funniest joke. But it's not, there's no credit given to anybody. And it's like, it's just this weird, it's just, I just find it so weird that like all this stuff is just, it's all frivolous. Like nothing matters. And then, I don't know, all the serious yeah. stuff. It's, yeah. You're right. It is, it's, it, as much as we can laugh at it, it really should never be lost on us. These mother, and that when I was talking with my conservative friends, their, one of their takes was like, well, if you look at the property and damage inside the Capitol, I doubt it's as much as BLM riots. God damn it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had like, this. They, <sighs> you can't, there's nothing, you know, it's just like a target is not more sacred or more of like a hollow yeah. ground than the place for <laughs> government. I, I don't know. That's what, just, they're trying to own them and stop owning them. Stop having a side and just, uh, here's my take. Any riot, that happens. We can talk about the complexity behind riots, etc. But I am, generally speaking, of course, anti-riot. How's that? You happy? I'm against yeah. salute. Like, uh, then you have to be too. You can't just keep trying to find these angles of oh, I logic my way to justifying fucking people. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, what are we doing? And, and that what is that doing? is that is the thing, though. Like when the left, like there was a lot of left riots. We say left. I mean, it's a little bit ignorant to say left because we don't. There's a lot. There's a lot to suggest that a lot of the people during the Black Lives Matter, like the actual protesters who organized and were protesting specific places, specific times, those people were the, by the vast majority of them very peaceful. But there was these other group of people who were just kind of saw it as an opportunity to like burn down a CVS because they've always just kind of wanted to do that. And there's a lot of anarchist type people who kind of hijack certain things. So, like, we should have been, when all of those things were happening, separating them, but we've kind of just ignored, By when I say the ignored, but, it's like a lot of the media and a lot of just our attitudes towards it. Like, there was nobody going on social media other than, you know, conservative people, you know, about how they shouldn't be burning these places down and this, that, and the other. But, like, 
the my funny thing that the funny thing about it to me is like how much conservatives just care about property in general. Like, cause that was something that someone made to point to me on Facebook. They're like, well, at least like the fucking, they're there for a good reason and not just to break shit. I'm like, I'm like, I'd said to the guy, I was like, literally someone is trying to overthrow the government and you're worried about some windows and some chairs and shit. Like that's your fucking stance on everything. Like, oh, they're protesting. Well, okay. Well, how many windows were broken? It's like, why is that? Like, why do you give a fuck about inanimate objects so much? Like, there, it's just yeah, a yeah. window. You could replace a window. It's very easy to replace a window. All of these targets and CVSs, they're burned down. That's, I don't agree with it one for one second. But you don't, you know, all those big corporations had insurances and, and the, you know, they, yeah. they'll be fine. And even the small businesses had some sort of insurance that probably covered that kind of shit. But, and re- all that. All that construction to rebuild that stuff is going to create jobs. Isn't that what you want? <laughs> but like my whole point is, is like they shouldn't I, – I agree. We all should not be not tolerant to destruction and rioting. Protesting is is very good, but rioting and destructing shit is not good. And I think that like at least me, I'll speak for, for myself, is I felt that when these things are going on, I would see them and be like, man, I would think to myself, man, they shouldn't be burning that place down. It's sad that these businesses are, you know, struggling already and now this is happening. But like I also felt like that wasn't an idea that I could share openly on like a social media. That's true. If I, if I wanted to because I felt like I would immediately get attacked and shut down. So that's whether true. that's true or not, maybe it's just my feeling and maybe my feeling was wrong. But I have a, that feeling that that's what would have happened. And I I really hesitated to say to criticize that because I didn't want to take away from what I thought was a, a noble cause and, and Black Lives Matter. But um, that's because conservative or the right angle was to try and it was to not separate the two. It was yeah. to try and have the bad stuff or the, the looting that was that to them because they don't actually want to have a real argument and the left does it too in that in this silo of what we're talking about they deliberately as a logic technique just try to act like that's all it was about because it's easy to just sit back and go like that's crazy but they're not actually wanting to like dig into the meat of what generally speaking black lives matter as a movement wanted to push forth and still wants to push forth which is very real shit that's hard to argue but it's easy to just go like oh they're crazy burning and looting and and so like we almost like that's just like that just relates to the two-sidification and you yeah i know what you mean where you didn't want to seem like you were unsympathetic to black lives matter as a movement by saying something about how you don't like looting and rioting. Yeah, but at the same time, I'm also the, – the reason why I'm upset about the Capitol raid is not the fact that they broke the glass and kicked down the doors and, and right. yeah. spray painted the walls or whatever the fuck happened. Like that's not even in the fucking realm of what makes me upset about that. It was the root, the, the reason for it. So, you know, with Black Lives Matter, it's, no yeah. one was saying the reason for them protesting was, That's true. That's you know, true. it was they were just immediately going to property damage as like to condemn it. So, but uh, yeah. yeah. And it's also like a thing where Black Lives Matter is protesting an event that already happened. And whereas like the mob, the um, capital mob is trying to stop something, literally trying to stop a democratic process. That's yeah. They're two completely different things. Right. Um. But one thing I do want to say is that like 
maybe as Americans, just rioting is fun. Like, I think we just like, I think people are angry and I think we need like a band that can like Limp Biscuit that we can all just get around. That really voices our, we don't have a Limp Biscuit that voices our it's, national yo, rage. Chrissy, it's, instead of instead of like a purge, like the new purge is like one day a year, every American gets together and goes to a Limp Biscuit concert, <laughs> yeah. and then it goes in the mosh. Goes in the mosh pit, yeah, beats the shit out of each other. They, it's just one of those days. Yeah, I was about to say, Limp Bizkit literally has a song called "Break Stuff" too. Yeah, um, yeah, but yeah, I, I, you know what it is? It reminds me of that episode of Family Guy where like the family was like bickering with each other and they went to therapy and they had to like write each other anonymous letters and at the end of the episode they end up just beating the shit out of each other and then after the work they're just after the the fight they're just sitting in the living room all fucked up and they're like yeah we really needed that i feel so much better (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's just a lot of aggression people got to get out i think they're getting the aggression out but ultimately i think at the base of it all i think truly 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 americans know you know, all these claims of election fraud and all that, yada, yada, yada. Those people do kind of know at the base of it all, we're pretty happy, you know, kind of just being like, I think we like our comfortable lifestyles as American at the base of it all more than we would feel oppressed mm. by, well, more than maybe conservatives would feel oppressed. Like they like going to chick we all like going to Chick-fil-A and eating fried chicken more than we would think there is a stain of democracy occurring. Right. That's yeah. a pretty badly articulated point. <laughs> Look, right, everybody likes Chick-fil-A. I don't <laughs> but um, I think I think we can end there yeah. going for a while. Yeah. I think we said it all. I think we said it all. Yeah, Nothing right. left to be said. We really solved this today, guys. Mm-hmm. As soon as this episode <laughs> drops, we're going to see. I think we changed piece. a lot of minds. <laughs> what a, you, know, I, you know, this ODR episode should certainly be taught in history classes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dudes, what do we got to plug? Go to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Nick Whitmer for new cooking shows. I also have a really funny sketch that I shot that is not quite done yet, but it'll be out in the coming weeks and you have to check it out. It'll be on my YouTube channel. I've seen it. I've seen, I've seen the rough draft. It looks really yes, funny. Um, Brett Rabel on YouTube. Um, I have a TikTok. If you have that, go there. Christian Duran comedy.com Christian Duran SVP on Instagram at C Duran Duran on Twitter. Um, before we left, I re- um, or after just after we left for Christmas, I released the uh, future hall of famers Christmas special. So if you haven't seen that, check it out. Okay. Just go to anything, any, any of my social media or my YouTube page, Christian Duran, no H and uh, check that out. I'm very proud of that. I think it came out well, more future hall of famers on the way. I just want to say thanks, guys. Have a great week. Like, share, subscribe, rate, and review. Do all that good stuff. We'll see you next week. Bye. Peace.